Our guests join us on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line. We're visiting with Chip Patterson, CBS Sports, also host of the Cover 3 podcast, talking SEC football, trying to make sense of it. Kind of doesn't make sense this year, and I like it. Uh, but we've got some good games this weekend and many more uh, in front of us. Uh, all right, so we hit a little bit of Bama A&M, and LSU's defense is awful. Although, mm-hmm. Chip, even though it doesn't look like they're going to win the West, they still could have a say-so. So having said all that, where do you think Ole Miss plays into this as far as, because we're, we're looking at Bama and A&M. LSU right. could still ding somebody. And then we've got Ole Miss. Where do you think they play into the West? I'm First, just like a, a thought coming out of the game. You know, this is where I think, despite the frustrations of how last year ended, despite the fact that you had to deal with the, you know, flirtations or the reporting or whatever it was going on with Auburn, when I see Ole Miss be able to um, play with confidence in one of those haywire kind of games like we had against LSU, I think that's where you actually are really thankful that you've got a coach like Lane Kiffin who you know carries himself with that kind of confidence and demeanor that I think he can translate. You know, he's not going to get really panicky when things aren't going quite well. When you're not getting enough defensive stops, you know, he might have a you know an offhanded joke or a remark to the the sideline reporter headed into halftime or after the game. But you just get the sense that he is able to really empower uh, this roster with the the confidence that they are still in this thing, not to panic. We're just going to get back at it, and we're going to go try to make the most of this possession. You know, that's one thing that, especially listening to Lane talk after the game, I was like, all right, well, I mean, this Ole Miss team is not perfect, right? I mean, you can throw the ball on this Ole Miss defense, but, you know, Jackson Dart's playing so much better. you got to give, I think, Kiffin and the offensive staff credit for that. Uh, you've got an offense that can go, you know, trade paint with basically anybody in the SEC and definitely anybody that's left on the schedule now that Alabama's uh, behind. So really you're dealing with a situation where you're rooting for Texas A&M, you're rooting for LSU, you're rooting for Tennessee. Uh, you just need Alabama to go out there and take two conference losses to be able to climb back in this thing. But do I give Ole Miss a, a decent chance to be able to run the table in conference play the rest of the way? Yes, I do. Uh, I just think they've got – oh, never mind. they got Georgia in Athens. So, yeah, except for that one. That one's going to be a little bit problematic. Yeah. But, yeah, everybody else on the schedule, man, I just I, – I, I like what Lane Kiffin has in terms of uh, the confidence he's been able to build up within this team. Okay. So, you, you still believe Bama is the front runner? And you love yeah. their defense. Um, yeah. You love what Lane's doing on offense. A&M is better. Petrino with that. Well, hell, they're 70 spots higher uh, than they were last year in offensive scoring efficiency, Chip. So that's that's obvious, right? That that Petrino's yeah. had a, a fantastic um, uh, super impact, a positive impact on the team. Um, and, and, man, let me tell you, that A&M defensive line, ooh. Well, yeah, that's where recruiting matters, right? Like Walter Nolan was a big five-star recruit that everybody was looking at and fighting over. And and sometimes it does – like not everybody is going to jump in and be a superstar right away, right? We're not going to have a bunch of true freshmen that immediately are going to show you what 
uh, everybody was fighting over him for. But now we're, what, like two cycles in after Nolan's commitment. He's uh, disengaging off the guard. K.J. Jefferson stepping up in the pocket. He has the IQ, the recognition, steps in to make a really big sack. Like, they – listen, Jim, Jimbo knows how to build out from the recruiting standpoint. Like, every, he is, yes, a former offensive coordinator, and all the hand-wringing has been about his offensive decision-making. But that man at Florida State and at Texas A&M, he has understood that you need to recruit dudes on the defensive line no to doubt. win football games. And it probably goes back to his time at LSU. But that, that's always been the case. The reasons why Texas A&M has not been playing for SEC championships has been at other places on the field. Okay. Chip Patterson on the Farm Bureau Insurance guest line, CBS Sports, talking SEC football and what could play out this weekend uh what about two teams let's talk about the tito's vodka bloody mary game this weekend 11 a.m kick uh oklahoma texas two teams that will join our league next year and i don't know oklahoma kind of seems like smoking mirrors to me texas has at least played bama on the road too uh i like texas in this game who do you like in the uh cotton bowl oklahoma texas this weekend I like Texas as well, but I do want to um, – I don't want to discount what Oklahoma is doing because we are at that point in the schedule where, um, you know, the the one rebuttal is they haven't played anybody. And Oklahoma uh, has had and will have by the end of the season a Charmin soft schedule. Yeah. Uh, you know, Oklahoma loses to Texas, but because they avoid so many of the good teams in the Big 12, the Sooners could get a second crack at the Longhorns in the in the Big Twelve championship game, in a way that could be a major factor in the college football playoff decisions there in the first Saturday of December. But I also think that even if you have a Charmin soft schedule, how have you looked against them? And this Oklahoma team, like they played with their food a little bit with SMU and Cincinnati, made life difficult. But man, they when they get rolling downhill, they just absolutely work you. And when I say that, I'm not just talking about the offense because Brent Venables has beefed up the defensive line, both in terms of the personnel and literally the weight of that personnel. Like He is getting that team ready for the SEC, knowing that they cannot be just skinny and fast. They need to be able to be big and strong to avoid getting pushed around in the Southeastern Conference. And what we're seeing is that they're going to be able to dominate most Big 12 opponents with that stronger defensive line. Uh, and again, Dylan Gabriel in an offense that you know, when they get a little bit of pace going and the scoring gets going fast, it gets out of control really, really quickly. So I, I believe that Oklahoma is a quality team. You know, it's who you play, but also how you look against them. Would you rather have Oklahoma beaten up on worse teams or would you rather have a team that's had a more impressive strength of schedule but struggled and not looked as consistent? So I think the Sooners are going to have a shot to be back in this. But in this game right now, it's hard not to be impressed with Texas. You know, Texas, for all the criticism that Texas has gotten, uh, falling short of expectations, you know, they have not been picked as the favorite to win the Big 12 at Big 12 Media Day since 2009. The people <laughs> That's hard I mean, to believe. Wow. The, peop- the people who cover this program the closest have been saying for the last 14 years, guys, I don't know what you want. It's not there. And this year, what happened? Texas is picked to win the Big 12. This is their best shot at a national championship. 
and living up to those expectations that everybody out on the outside has because of the state that they're in, because of being, you know, the resources and the money and, and everything that's there. You know, we have always held this sort of big picture, 35,000 foot standard for Texas, but on the nitty gritty, no one close to that program has believed they are championship worthy until the team that they have right now. So I am, I've been big on the Longhorns coming into the year. I thought them not being a top 10 team, I had them at number six on my personal preseason ballot in the CBS Sports 133. And I said, this is the most talented team that Texas has had in a long time. Yeah. And honestly, the microscope's on Steve Sarkeesian, who is yet to win 10 games as a head coach. And so there's a lot of stuff where we got some comeuppance on all the intangibles, but forget about intangibles, X's, O's, depth charts. This Texas team is uh, worthy of being uh, right there in the mix for the college football playoff and the national championship. I think they'll show that in the Cotton Bowl on Saturday. 